This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I am here today again with Marco Permunian, Italian attorney and head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance, and I am Rafael Di Furia, and we are back again today for another socially distanced episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast to talk a little bit more about the current situation and what is going on in the world um, with how things work on YouTube. YouTube, we may not be able to directly um, refer to the current health crisis by name. This is just something that has to do with the YouTube algorithm, the system here. So please do forgive us if at times we may not directly refer to the current, the actual name of, uh, of the virus and the situation at hand. But anyway, Marco, how are you doing? It's been a little while since you and I have last spoken. Good. How are you? Thank you. Good. I'm glad uh, to know that you're doing well and uh, that to see you back here. So thank you again so much for taking that time to come and uh, talk to people about what's going on, because I know there are a lot of people wondering right now, what on earth is the situation? How will the current crisis affect their uh, ability to get citizenship, both for people who are about to make a petition for citizenship by uh, Yure Sanguinis or for those people who are just ready to get started. Um, so let's start out maybe with the people who haven't quite started yet. What is the situation for them? Uh, how Are they able to actually go ahead and move forward with the Italian citizenship process and be able to make their petition for Italian citizenship? Um, let me start by saying that, um, first of all, the, the, the situation in Italy um, is really good. So the uh, number of new cases is really low. So I'm really happy to report that um, the situation is, is getting really, really better, especially in comparison with uh, other countries in the world. But as for your question, uh, it is possible, of course, to uh, start the process. There are absolutely... Uh, there is absolutely nothing people have to worry about. The, the current situation has not affected the citizenship process that much. So a lot of people who, who contact me, they ask me, is it still a good time to uh, start the dual citizenship process? And my answer is always, it is absolutely a good time. There are no major delays. Uh, the situation is actually speaking about the citizenship process uh, better than it seems. So it's possible to file citizenship applications. Um, people, people's citizenship obligations are being approved. So it seems like everything is functioning, functioning uh, pretty good despite what's happening in the world. And maybe we can get into the uh, details of the process um, with you, Rafael. So then getting into some of those specifics, maybe let's start out with making an appointment. Has that changed at all with the current situation? So people are able to uh, secure appointments for their citizenship applications currently. So there has been a period of time where consulates were actually closed uh, for obvious reasons. So there were no people in the Italian consulate. And of course, I'm referring to people who reside abroad and want to apply for citizenship through an Italian consulate. So uh, consulates for a period of time between, say, March and June, they were actually uh, 
I wouldn't say closed, but not fully operating. So um, their staff was uh, reduced. There were fewer people working. Uh, so they were not releasing new appointments for citizenship. But I've seen that the situation has changed in, in, in the past few weeks. So a lot consulates, uh, they have uh, started to release new appointments for citizenship. So it is actually possible for people right now to book their appointments uh, to file the citizenship application. And the same goes for uh, appointments for passport renewals and visa appointments. Even if the visa, like appointments for visas, uh, to my knowledge, there they're, they're are fewer than in the past. And that has to do with the fact that um, recently uh, the European Union has opened the borders for, for uh, travelers from many countries, but not unfortunately from the US due, of course, to the uh, number of people uh, being infected in, in the U.S. Uh, right. No, that's something that I, I just made a video about on my YouTube channel very recently, uh, talking about the, the current situation and how some people here in Italy feel about that, um, because there are a lot of people here in Italy that are very concerned about having people from other countries to come to Italy and to potentially bring things back here um, that could potentially lead to a second lockdown. I know there are some people that are concerned about that. Um, but at this point, just as a person who lives here, is just seeing the day-to-day -day life, it doesn't seem like it's happening. Like It doesn't seem as though that there is the potential, uh, that, that it will be happening. But unfortunately, it does seem as though there is that potential for it to happen again. But with the way things were handled here, uh, versus in other countries, I know that there are a lot of people who are considering Italian citizenship right now simply because of the way that their country handled the situation in comparison with Italy. Like at the beginning of the situation, Italy looked like it was the worst place. It looked really, really horrible. And yes, it was in fact horrible. But as time uh, continued on, there were other countries where just the situation just, it's it really. Uh, superseded it just really went way beyond the situation here in italy which was tragic and so sad to see um but anyway getting back to the process itself like you were just talking about making the appointment and how that's changed a little bit even though it's there's still a bit of similarities it's just the main difference right now is maybe or at least more recently was um the ability to make that appointment just changed a little bit but moving forward to the appointments themselves how is that being handled at this moment in time? Are people actually going to the consulates for their their citizenship appointments, or, or how is that working? So I, I gotta say that the situation is being handled really well by Italian consulates in, in the US. So they are allowing people to um, submit their applications. So people who had booked their, their citizenship appointments maybe uh, months ago, or, or in some cases, uh, more than one year ago. So uh, those appointments, um, they, they were not canceled. Uh, between March and June, so people who had the appointment between March and June, uh, those people were not able to um, actually go to their appointment and submit the citizenship application. They got an email from the consulate saying that uh, they, their, their appointment uh, 
needed to be moved, uh, which was of course understandable. But now all of those people they've, they've been contacting again, and rather than being offered another in-person appointment, they have been offered the ability to submit the application uh, through the mail. And to have a um, phone interview. So you don't actually go to the, the appointment with the consulate, uh, but you have a phone call with the consulate during which you review the documents that you provide to the consulate by mail. So that's a very good way um, to handle the current crisis, to still allow people to actually submit their citizenship obligations. The consulates, they know that uh, it, it's a big deal for people. Uh, they've been waiting for uh, months to be able to submit their citizenship obligations. So they know that people are eager to um, get to the finish line and just present all the documents uh, to, to the consulate. So that's how uh, they're allowing people to, to do so. I'm sure, actually, that there must be a number of people that live in various locations, like, for example, Washington State, that must welcome this, actually, to an extent, because for them to go to the San Francisco consulate isn't the most convenient thing. Uh, I mean, to take a, t a plane trip there and stay in a hotel, like that can end up being, um, for some people, a little frustrating to have to do. But... I know that in the past, there was a system in place at some consulates where you could actually just send in your documents. Um, so it is interesting to see how, because of the current situation, how a level of flexibility has come into play to show that it is possible for the system to work in a different way that can potentially be less frustrating for some people. Um, I mean, me personally, I would love to be able to see uh, this to be able to continue in some manner, because I know for so many people to attend the appointments is realistic, but that it's not the most um, convenient. Yeah, it's a big deal. Especially it's older a, people. Yes, definitely. It's It, it can be a very um, big inconvenience, especially for an older person um, whose health may not be in the best state. Uh, because there are people who do simply just get the citizenship and have no plans to get to Italy. And it's just for them something that is so emotionally um, intrinsically part of them that they feel as though that they have to, to, to go through the process one way or the other, regardless. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on just to the next piece. I know that at ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com that you help a lot of people to actually come and apply physically in Italy rather than the application process in the United States or in another country, for example. What is the situation currently for people who want to come and apply for Italian citizenship here in Italy? Because I can imagine that there's some little bit of complication because a person who applies or uh, who petitions for citizenship, Yure uh, Sanguinis, is technically already recognized as a citizen from birth retroactively. But with the current situation and American citizens not being able to travel to Italy, uh, that, I could imagine, complicates the situation. What is the actual situation currently for people who want to come and apply for Italian citizenship here in Italy? So I get that question a lot. And um, as everybody knows, the people from the US, they cannot travel to Italy at the moment, so the European Union has reopened the borders for many uh, countries, but not for people 
um, coming from the U.S. So people ask me, can I actually uh, come to Italy and apply for Italian citizenship? And um, I believe the um, like th- the answer is is not a straight answer because at the moment you can travel to, to Italy despite the travel ban only if you have like reasons for urgency, medical reasons, work reasons. So we have been wondering, like everybody has been wondering if uh, establishing residency in Italy with the purpose of applying for citizenship constitutes a uh, reason for urgency. And there are no clear answers. I uh, spoke to a couple of people uh, last week who asked me, if they were going to be able to travel to Italy, uh, they were already dual citizens, so Italian and American citizens. And one of the two people uh, I talked to, she needed to uh, travel to Italy for a family emergency. She was not considered formally a resident of Italy because um, this person was um, has been living in the U.S. for, for the past uh, few years. So she told me that... Um, she contacted the Italian consulate in New York and the Italian embassy in Washington, D.C. to inquire as to uh, whether it was going to be possible for her to uh, board on a plane and travel to Italy to see her family. And she got um, she didn't get a clear answer from, from either consulate. So I think the situation is very unclear because uh, there is evidently a health emergency. So people wonder if the need to travel to Italy supersedes the travel ban. And I honestly don't think there is a straight answer. Uh, It depends on the specific case and and it needs to be evaluated uh, case by case. Yeah, it's it's a very complicated situation because even just to begin with, there are so many health officials um, and public officials that just aren't sure what is the, what is the situation or how things will proceed because like of course we've never been through anything like this before so what the next step will be and what some of the current steps are uh, unfortunately seem to be a little bit hazy based on everything that what you've said and everything that I've been hearing just in the um, in the news and in and, and online and uh, from some official sources that it's just it's it's very strange uh, because even some of the official sources that say who's banned and who's not banned don't get into some of the details. They're very um, there's some there's some term there's some very specific terminology used and specific numbers and statistics of how and who's allowed and why they're allowed, but it does get to the point where it becomes a little vague once you start looking at it a little bit more. But anyway. Moving on just a little bit more, back more to the process itself, what about gathering documents at this moment in time? I know that's something, again, that at Italian Citizenship Assistance that you guys do on a very constant basis. That's a very big part of what you do. What is, how has the current situation impacted what you do and your ability to help people to gather their documents? The vast majority of our clients, they reside in the U.S., so I'm mostly speaking for uh, documentation to be collected in the U.S. Uh, As far as I can tell, the situation is not, like the current situation is not affecting 
the ability to procure documents that much. So people always ask, always ask me, are there going to be delays? Is it going to take a huge amount of time for you guys to collect the documents necessary for my citizenship application due to the current situation? And my answer is always um, that there's probably going to be just minor delays because the offices, the public offices in the U.S., they're actually operating, maybe not fully functioning, but uh, they're functioning enough to be able to release documents without major delays. So I, I, I have to say that what they're doing is really uh, good. They're working almost full-time despite the current situation, uh, despite the very high number of cases uh, that, that we see in the United States. So we get documents on a regular basis and in the US and we're not experiencing major delays. Um, of course, there are some, like a couple of isolated cases, but uh, most of the offices uh, that we work with, they're, they're uh, doing their job. And in Italy, um, the situation is actually um, almost the same as it was before uh, the health crisis. So Italian offices who were slow before, they're still slow, but, uh, <laughs> but the majority of the Italian offices that we work with, the offices that have to release the vital record documents that we need, uh, mainly the vital record documents for the Italian ancestors, they're working, so they're also doing their job. We're not, we're not experiencing major delays. But would you say even not just the dealing with the actual offices themselves, but have you noticed any differences in your receiving of these documents through the mail and so on? Has the current situation impacted um, the deliveries at all of these documents? Um, no, I, I honestly wouldn't say so. Like, I believe we are getting um, documents through the mail as we were uh before, I mean, after all, I get packages from Amazon like every, on, on, on a daily basis. So I think like in Italy, <laughs> the, the mail is working really well. Like everybody is, is, is doing their job. And even the international packages that we send, uh, they have been delivered regularly. So I'd say that um, that's really not a problem. Everything is functioning really well as it was before. Also, I believe it was during our first uh, socially distanced episode during the lockdown that we talked a little bit about the current situation in your office at Italian Citizenship Assistance and how at that point you were basically the only one who was going into the office uh, every day and even just at all uh, because of the, 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 the situation here in Italy you didn't allow for people to go into the offices but thankfully you guys were able to come up with some creative solutions uh, for your for your team to be able to telecommute and be able to uh, work from wherever they were able to be. But I'm sure people must be curious for those people who saw that original episode about how things are going now. Are, are, have people been able to return to your office? Uh, how, how has that situation changed from before? So we have half of the team back in the office mainly because of social distancing so we want to keep uh, people far away from each other the as, as as much as possible so we have half of the team 
in the office and the other half is working from home, which like I said in the other video is not, is not a big obstacle for us because um, we, we found solutions allowing people to work from home as if they were in the office. Of course, we adopted some safety measures. Um, everyone in the office is wearing a mask. They are apart from each other and we have the um, the wearing gloves and we have hand sanitizer uh, pretty much everywhere in the office, but especially by the front doors or when people enter, they can actually um, sanitize their hands um, as they enter uh, the door. So we're doing everything, of course, the government tells us to do. And so actually speaking about what the government is telling us to do, uh, what is it that, because I know some people will be curious uh, about how things are actually going here in Italy. Um, maybe do you want to talk a little bit about the current requirements uh, for people when it comes to gloves and masks and so on? The Italian government has relaxed the um, safety measures in the past uh, few weeks, of course, not all of a sudden, but uh, progressively and not entirely yet. So there are still um, some, some uh, safety measures in place. So people now can go around. As everybody knows, the uh, lockdown is over, so you can go whatever you like, as long as you respect these uh, safety measures, which are when you are in public places, you're not obligated to uh, wear a mask, but when you are inside, you are obligated to wear a mask. So in uh, private offices or when you enter a bar or a restaurant, um, you have to wear a mask, especially if you are moving around in the restaurant, so you don't have to wear it when you are at your table, but when you go to the bathroom or when you enter the restaurant, you have to wear one. And um, even at some restaurants, I know that I've been seeing pictures that they actually have, even here in, in uh, Rovigo at the, at the mall, I think there's a Japanese restaurant there, and they have um, little almost cubicles, like little plastic kind of uh, shields around people so that they can sit inside and be able to eat, but not have to be able to be um, like breathing on the, the person sitting in front of them. It's been interesting to see. Yeah, in restaurants also, they uh, cannot uh, have too many tables now. So for those restaurants who had too many tables in a closed space, they they had to like remove some of them. Uh, but but interestingly enough, and that's that's a really good thing. Some of the local governments they have allowed like restaurants to have more space outside, even if the law or the regulations didn't allow that. They they made exceptions because they know that restaurants would lose money if they don't have enough people. So, and and especially little the restaurants and we have uh, quite a few in Italy small places there, um, yes exactly who didn't like which didn't have enough tables inside uh, it was really good to see what the government did for for those restaurants they allowed more table tables outside yeah that's actually something I was noticing when I was walking around here in the town uh, where we both are is that going to the main piazza like normal there's i don't know what say like three four or five bars uh coffee places or even places where you can grab an aperitivo uh, what is it three i guess 
uh, that normally they would have very like sm- like just a very small seating area, but the seating areas have expanded extremely. Like in a couple of the places, no, it's four four of them. It doesn't make a difference anyway. But um, uh, they're they've expanded way beyond what they would normally. So that has actually been something that's been really fun to see that people have been able to go out almost even in a, a a little bit more of a fun way than they were able to before uh, because there were so many people that would end up sitting around or standing around because the seating was so extremely limited before. Um, but even one thing that I've noticed, even at the places that have outdoor seating, is that they will have um, this tables a bit further apart than they did before. Uh, or even actually on this past Thursday night here in Rovigo, there's a, a, like basically a street party every week, at least during the summer. And that's just started up again. But they actually had the area sectioned off where all of the seating was. Uh, and instead of having like the smaller tables like they normally had, they had, uh, I was walking around and I just happened to see that they had these like big picnic benches there. And at they had uh, and, and only one entryway, but and then two exits to make sure that the flow of people, um, that there wasn't just random people coming in. Because at the main entryway, they had somebody standing there with a thermometer gun, uh, taking people's temperatures to make sure that they weren't, uh, that they didn't have any visible signs of being infected. So that I thought actually was quite interesting um, to see how people are returning to some sense of normalcy with uh, kind of a new way of approaching the situation. And I've, I've got to say, like, people in Italy are very responsible. Like, they're really respecting these measures. And um, the fact that they also stay farther away from each other all the time and the fact that they respect these measures, um, that really helps, like, bring the number of new cases um, low because, as we said before, Uh, at the beginning of the video, the number of new cases is really, really low right now in in Italy. So that's really good. No, it was really, I mentioned this uh, on, I think, uh, here, uh, I think, I I know I for sure at least mentioned it on my YouTube channel, but I think I also mentioned it here, how it was so wonderful to see how, especially during the darkest moments of the lockdown here, some of the moments that were, that people were the most fearful, those were also some of the most uh, some of the moments where people also really came to work together to try and be a little bit nicer. Um, even one uh, during the the lockdown, I went to the supermarket, and the, the aisles here are very small, especially in some supermarkets. Um, I wouldn't necessarily even call it a supermarket; it's just kind of like a market. And we didn't want to get too close to each other to pass by each other. So we just said, no, you go, no, you go. And it was just one of those things where you really saw people trying to do their part to um, keep themselves as distant as possible. And even people are still doing that. Things are relaxing a bit more because it depends, depending on the area. But um, like here where we are, I've noticed that people are relaxing a bit more because especially we've had some of the lowest numbers in the whole country. Um, There are places in the country that didn't get any, but if we're talking about places that did see infections, um, it's you do see people feeling a little bit more comfortable uh, returning to, again, that little bit more of a feeling of normalcy. Anyway, again, Marco, thank you so much for taking this time to speak with people about what's going on on their behalf and even my own. I've learned some new things today myself. Uh, Thank you for taking this time and uh, to shed some more light on the situation. 
And of course, for those of you who are watching, thank you so much for joining us again for another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast. Of course, if you are interested in the Italian dual citizenship process and would like a bit of help to get through the process, Marco and his team are available to help you. And you can message them directly on italiancitizenshipassistance.com slash contact. And on the Italian Citizenship Assistance website, you can find a lot of information about the citizenship process itself that can help you understand better how how Italian citizenship assistance can better help you. Of course, we have been here with Marco Permunian, Italian attorney and head of the U.S. Office of ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I am Rafael Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining again, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast or next week in the next episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast, a new project that Marco and I have been working on that we've been talking about for a while that we are very excited is finally out in the live internet. <laughs> so anyway, I'll see you later, Marco. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.